0: true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, all right. Welcome back to The Untamed Life. It's Christine Jewell, and today I am coming to you on the heels of a retreat that we just hosted. My husband and I just wrapped up a leadership summit. I believe this is the fourth year, third or fourth year that I've been joining him at this event and the theme obviously has changed a little bit every single year. This year we came down to Asheville, just outside of Asheville in the Blue Ridge Mountains and the theme of this year was slow down to speed up. You know, the past few years has been a lot of activity, a lot of action, go, 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 right? 6 a.m. workout, first session, second session, third session, tons of activities crammed into the schedule. Like we wanted to jam pack it full from the moment they got to, to the moment they left. And a few a few days ago, I think last week, my husband and I were in Zion <clears throat> last week. And uh, wow, there's been a lot of travels, okay? Like I, it's funny that I'm saying slow down to speed up because I've been doing a lot of things and yet it hasn't felt like a rush. Uh, Mark and I were in Zion last week uh, and the week before that, you know, it was overlapping about five days just to reset, reconnect, go for hikes. And then um, it was a great time. Then we went, I went to Fort Lauderdale for a few days to connect with some of the women in one of the groups that I'm in before coming here. So I've been from the desert to the ocean to the mountains in the last two weeks and and it's been good. But I asked Mark, I said, you know, what do these guys really need right now? Because it's so easy for us to fall in love with our agenda or our idea of what we want to teach or what we want to shove down our team's throats or what, you know, we have to say. But really being able to begin to tune into like, what do our people need? What do your people need? Right? And uh, really, like, it wasn't about more. It wasn't about more content. It wasn't about more stuff. It wasn't about more activities. He said, I really just think that these guys need a place to just sync back up with one another and slow down. Permission to actually slow down and relax. The one thing they all want is clarity. Isn't that what we all want? I mean, especially those of you that are in my coaching groups as well. We want clarity, clarity on the next step, clarity on what's next in our life, clarity on a big decision we have to make. Should we hire this person? Should we let this go? Do we keep this relationship? Do we let it go? Like there's so much congestion <clears throat> and confusion in our atmosphere because of all the noise. So really the the answer was like, you know, permission, just a space for them to slow down for a second to catch their breath to to be able to see what they can't see when they're in the grind when they're in the trenches and so the the theme of this year's event was slow down to speed up so we spent the last two and a half days doing just that and it was a very different uh, you know just a very different structure to the event to the pace of the event and I want to share some takeaways obviously we we spoke about a lot of things a lot of it was very organic I love this about our events and by the way if you're not on the list on the email list to know about our upcoming events definitely get on there click on the link below to connect with me sign up for the newsletter because we have a visioneering retreat coming up in big sky montana we'll be having a couples retreat in the new year we'll be having an energy mastery retreat just really focusing on your you know mental physical and emotional energy so there's lots of great live events to join as well as our coaching programs so lots of ways you can get involved but I want to share some of the takeaways. And it's so, again, I want to just reiterate, I speak about this so much on the podcast, that it's so easy to get wrapped up in the trenches, in the grind, in putting out that next fire and feel like you're drowning, that you don't even realize that actually you can stand up. You can stand up in the water, right? <laughs> reminds me of a time a long time ago, I was uh, down in the Keys. I was on a sailboat on one of these catamaran, uh, you know, day excursions. So funny, this image just popped up to me and there was a group, a small group of men actually that obviously they were not, they were not locals to the area Um, and they did not know how to swim. So they had these life jackets on so that they could go snorkeling and as the catamaran stops, there's this beautiful lagoon, you know, we're all out there uh, snorkeling and the sun is shining and whatever and all of a sudden you hear screaming, screaming coming up out of the snorkels and flailing in the water and and, oh my goodness oh my goodness and all this stuff and and they were screaming and I guess they had seen something that was terrifying in the water I don't know if it was a squid or octopus I don't know what's down there but something with tentacles and they started freaking out and then they were afraid they were gonna drown and the panic the frenzy of what they saw started to get them all like the one guy that started got the whole group so now you had like Three or four of them screaming and kicking and not knowing why they were screaming and kicking. And all you could hear was the captain (laughs) from the boat saying, stand up, stand up. You could put your feet down and stand up because they were screaming, oh my goodness, we're going to drown. They didn't even know what was going on. But it was so funny because he said, just put your feet on the ground, stand up and look up. And in that moment, obviously, all of us who were on the sailboat, right, were looking out. Those of I was on the sailboat at this time. I was done, and we were cracking up because it was so obvious to us from our vantage point, like the water's shallow, buddy. Calm down. There's nothing going to eat you right now. But in that moment, <clears throat> that person that's in the water looking at the thing, whether it was a a squid or a barracuda or whatever was down there that is freaking out, starts getting everybody else around them freaked out and panicked. And before you know it, there's pandemonium, which is interesting because pan, the spirit of pan is actually, that's what it does. It creates pandemonium. And people are running around in circles, totally, you know, arguing about things. They don't know what they're arguing about, screaming about things. They don't know what they're screaming about, fighting over things, exhausted, rushing. And if somebody would just stop, from a different vantage point, be able to yell down like, hey, you know, I can see what you can't see. Stop for a minute. Put your feet down, stand up, look up, look around. And let's just bring it all down for a minute, right? Let's shift perspective. How much would change? But I want to ask those of you that maybe you're in your businesses right now, you're going at home, you know, and you're finding yourself in the same kind of scenario. I use this, this is so funny because this was not even in my notes for today, just totally came up. How many of us find ourselves in these situations where we're like caught up in what's happening around us? We're caught up in the pandemonium and the panic attacks and the anxious energy and state, the frenetic state. Of Maybe that person next to us, the person that we love, maybe it's your husband, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your partner. And, and, and we talked about leadership a lot this week. And you know, your energy, your state, is it just transfers on to your people. You bring it into a place. And we have to be so aware, so conscious that when we walk in the room, just because you're not saying something, your energy is speaking way louder than anything that's coming out of your mouth. And then if you couple that with what actually is coming out of your mouth and the speed at which you're talking and the state at which you're in, like it's, it just becomes a really frenetic atmosphere for everyone around you. And maybe you're on the receiving end of that, right? I, I work with a lot of people. You guys know I hear this often that either you are the tornado, you are the hurricane that walks in and creates drama and everybody's kind of having to pick up the pieces and go, "Oh my god, what just happened?" right? Like what let's let's just bring it back down. And maybe you're on the you're you're the one that is the hurricane, you're the tornado. This is your familiar place, your familiar operating system, your familiar state is being in this frenetic state of rushing, reacting. Or maybe you're on the receiving end of somebody you know, that is, maybe that's your CEO, maybe that's your your business partner, maybe that's your life partner, right? Maybe it's even your children and you are reacting to them all the time, trying to pick up after them, pick up the pieces, right? Do damage control. And so I, w- I want to invite us to slow down for a minute. And I'm going to bust through these really quickly because we talked about the After we slowed down, we had nice slow mornings, we went on a beautiful long afternoon to the Biltmore, shifting our vantage point here. We discussed what wasn't working and what, you know, the habits, the patterns that we were stuck in and and what what does the new get to look like if we actually had a blank canvas. And one of the last sheets was really breaking down the structure, the core components of slow. Living slow, going slow in order to speed up. Going slow, slower, slowing down to become more efficient, slowing down to become more effective, slowing down to become more impactful, more meaningful, more depth, more richness, more presence. These are all things that everybody wants. And yet getting people to slow down is one of the hardest things. So here's some things. Number one, we've already talked about it stop. When you feel your biology, I talked a lot about biology this week, that we are biological beings. We are emotional beings. We are not logical beings, right? Most of our bodies, either biology or energy, like we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And so when we feel our heart rate pumping, our blood pressure rising, the heat, you know, going in our body, the tension we spend about two hours each morning just slowly releasing and doing breath work and paying attention to all of the things our bodies have been stacking, have been holding on to, have been trying to communicate or have just been shoving down because, you know, there just isn't time to deal with that right now. So just stop. The moment you feel your neck, you know, tensing up, your jaw, you're biting down, your stomach is doing somersaults, you're you're agitated, you're feeling mentally just those migraines are hitting is, you know, a key symptom of overthinking always being up in our head. Stop, right? That's number one. We've got to just pump the brakes. It feels counterintuitive in the moment because the thing you want to do is go faster, but just giving yourself permission to stop and also a direct command. Just stop like that captain on the ship that's able to to yell down. And again, this requires consciousness, awareness, right? Those of you that are listening to my podcast, it's all about a conscious and strategic upgrade. We have awareness, that's the consciousness. Now I can see myself doing this. I can feel my body doing this. So let me stop, right? Number two, breathe, look up, right? Stop, look up. And breathe, put your feet on the ground, so many of us and, and when someone's in this, you're like completely having an out of body experience you're like all the way in the future, you're in the past, you're all up in the person's business you're 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 completely you've exited your body. Your body's having this experience, but I always say, come back to your body. Get your feet on the ground. Feel your feet on the ground, right? As the captain again was screaming, not screaming, but yelling so they could hear him because they obviously had masks on and they were underwater, so that's why. Just let me put my feet on the ground. Let me feel my feet on the earth. Let me look up, not keep looking and fixating on this thing. And this requires consistent redirection. Again, you guys... Like I do a lot of grounding, a lot of getting barefoot in nature, a lot of meditation or practice where we are feeling our feet on the ground that we are in this moment right here, right now. And we want to come back to this moment and we can still shift our vantage point, but we have to come back home to our bodies, you know, where, where we've just sort of been hijacked and let something else take over us. And now we're a hostage. Let me get authority back over my body. There's such a different vantage point, right? When you come back into the present moment and you lift your head up and you stop fixating on the thing that feels so terrifying, that's right here. You look up, you see different. This is why, so number one, stop. Number two, get your feet on the ground. Come back into your body. Number three, look up. I wanna say this, that you need to check your state in this moment, right? Check your state, One of the things I did a lot this weekend with the men is to really challenge them on what is their mental state, their physical or emotional state when they are reacting to these things. Are they operating from fear? Are they operating from anger? When they shoot out that email, is it fear that sends that email? Is it anxiety that's sending it worry is it desperation when you're going after the sale is it doubt when you're talking to your partner because whatever you send out is going to come back and smack you tenfold (laughs) that's how it works and so when we check our state one of the things here that we do is a lot of we've got to be able to empty 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 ourselves and again, there's a lot of practices you can do this. You can take a minute and pray. You can take a minute and journal. You can take a minute and just do some shaking. You can. There's so many different things, breath work, right? There's vocalizations you can do. But you've got to check yourself to be able to recognize what are you full of? You're full of crap right now in this moment. And this is not to make any emotion wrong, but you've got to be able to move this stuff that's inside of you. Otherwise, it's going to come out, Um, in your communication, it's gonna come out in your tone when you have that next conversation, like it it's going to come out of you. Last week I did an episode on shifting uh, on the power of your environment to really set you up to succeed. And part of this checking your state is if you're full, do you need to actually get up and move to a different location? It is impossible to get vision, the level of vision and the level of clarity so many of you are asking for when you're in the trenches, you just have a different vantage point. When you are down in the trenches, all you can see is the bodies everywhere, the casualties, like the next thing that's going to come after you, or you you're trying to solve a problem that's very you're very myopic in this moment. So this is again going back to last week's podcast if if we're sitting there we think that we're going to get our best most creative strategic visionary work at the same place where we're constantly putting out fires or where we're reactive. We are we are desperately being deceived, right? That is not going to happen. So here this is a great opportunity these events, you know, is it a two-day retreat where you go, you get out of the familiar environment You go to a place that is new, which activates all sorts of new neural pathways. It automatically begins to shift back into the right side of your brain. You tap. It naturally gets you to tap more into curiosity, naturally, instantly moves you into a state of openness then you are surrounded with other people that are maybe challenging you or asking questions inspiring it's safe <laughs> to share right it's safe to just be raw and real instead of have to put on a show or be the strong one or be the one that has all the answers and again whether you come to an event like this or you take a two day writing retreat by yourself or you go and you rent a cabin in the woods and you go you go hunting and then you have a day to just be quiet or or maybe you just you know whatever it is, head out to your favorite coffee shop or and, and it just it 's a different environment that shifts your state here we are really big on having a quarterly event that people can get out of the office out of all of the familiar environment because our bodies are very reactive to our environments, most of our Issues and problems and things that we are conditioned with are environmental triggers and environmental conditioning. We have to move out of the familiar environment, drop into a new one so we can give our body a new experience. Then, when we go back to the old environment, we can begin to shift the environment, right? This is how we begin to upgrade the atmosphere in our home or the culture in our company. It's very hard to do it if you don't pull out and you begin to see it from a different place. One of the fun things we did this time was we actually took the guys, to, we wanted everybody to slow down to speed up, but we also wanted them to begin to stretch their vision beyond the vision that they've had for themselves. Like what else is possible beyond what you can see? A little side note, you know, we ended up taking them to the Biltmore Estate. If those of you who don't know what the Biltmore is, it's a beautiful, beautiful estate built by George Vanderbilt early at the turn of the century, and it is just incredible To see what was created, what was built in these five years that they built this 175,000 square foot French Renaissance mansion with rolling hills and beautiful vistas and just the collaboration and the vision and the planning and just being in the space where that level of thinking, that level of vision took place. We hung out there for about four or five hours and just talk about some of the wealth consciousness and some of the consciousness and the operating systems that someone must have in order to be able to think at that level, to collaborate. What, you know, what are they thinking? How are they moving? What are the things that they focus on as we walked around this home and this estate? I'm sharing this because shifting environment not only shifts your state it shifts your vantage point what you're looking at it begins to shift your operating system the thoughts that you're thinking, the questions that you're asking, you begin to think better thoughts. You begin to ask better questions. I, I say this so often, but man, the qual- a lot of the quality of our conversations and the problems we're trying to solve are directly tied to the questions we're asking. We ask really bad questions sometimes, like, why did you do that? What were you thinking? What was I thinking? How am I going to do this? And we stay in these low-level states of consciousness in the grind, being enslaved from behind instead of asking questions that are expansive, that open us up, that bring us together, that move us into the space of really co-creating and building something new, innovating, creating new solutions. So the quality of your questions are so essential. And instead of spending five minutes talking about a problem and you know 50 minutes solving for that problem, we gotta get better. At really doing more investigation, 50 minutes looking for the right questions, doing discovery so we get to the right root, so that we begin to solve for the right thing, the root rather than the leaves, right? It's like we're not trying to spray paint the leaves green. We want to establish a healthier tree that naturally makes green leaves. So shifting environment on the heels of last week so critical. Do you have places that inspire you? What is the place of inspiration? What is the place where you get the healing and the recovery, where it's okay, your body naturally can recover? You know, a lot of us think, oh, I'm going to rest at home. I'm going to rest at home. But home is where you work. Home is where you rush around. Home is where you have a million projects going. And yes, we can retrain ourselves to rest at home. But there's so many triggers there. This is why I love to come to the mountains is that when I come here, it's like my body knows it's, this is the place of rest. This is the place of inspiration. And it naturally begins to relax, open up. And, and, you know, I get so many beautiful visions and literal dreams and downloads or whatever you want to call them when it shift the state. So I just want to remind you guys that when we do this and we learn to listen, we learn to slow down when we're in this new place. we go Whether it's you go to the coffee shop, whether you go to a cabin, whether you just go for a long drive and wherever that place is for you, train yourself to empty yourself and listen. Just listen. What's coming through? What questions? What thoughts? Sometimes we need to move some of the garbage out of the way to make room for the next thing to come through. This is why... When we do visioneering retreats or we work to gain clarity, we don't sit down in a familiar environment and just get right into clarity because you're going to get clear on all the wrong things. (laughs) You need to move. You need to empty yourself first of all of the stuff that's stuck inside so that you can see clearly, so that the clarity can come. I hope that this makes sense. And and the last thing I want to say around this is that we've got to be, once you shift your state and you have expanded your mind and you are asking different questions and your body is open and you're getting that clarity and you hear more clearly now because you're not being disrupted by distraction every five minutes or all of this noise, then the the key here is to be a fierce, 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 fierce protector of your state, of your space and execute swiftly on those initial things that you got one of the this is always a question every time we do a live experience people say I feel amazing when I'm here I'm all bought in it's a full yes and then I go home and this is like whether it's keeping up with the morning workouts the you know body work modalities the you know the mindset work the spiritual work everybody has great intentions but when they leave here it seems sometimes you know that things fall off the rails And the key here is to become a fierce protector. Once you shift your state and you have shifted your vantage point, you've got to create some rituals, some boundaries, some structure around you that will protect and maintain that state for you. This is the thing that we fail to do. We fail to go back and actually execute on putting boundaries in place with being able to say no to things, right? And so we just drop right back into the old familiar. So becoming a fierce protector is key, a protector of your state, a protector of your physical body so that it stays open and to execute swiftly once you have shifted your vantage point. Don't say, okay, I'm good now. I'm going to drop back into the war zone and then I'll execute on this later because that is not going to happen. You're going to get hijacked all over again, right? So there there is a structure and there is an order to slowing down and simplifying So that you're not doing this yo-yo peaks and valleys all in all out thing all the time, but it's a lot more intentional, slower, methodical. And as we wrap, I just want to say, you know, there, this is a switch. This is a switch in thinking. This is a switch in operating. This is a switch that goes against the grain of a lot of the programming that you've picked up that we've certainly learned. And so, I want to share some permissions we talked about in order to do these things. You've got to get, you know, you've got to give yourself internal permission that it's okay for this thing for that person to wait we have been so conditioned that everybody needs everything right here right now they need I need to respond to that email right here right now I've got a reply to that text in this moment my kid's calling my wife's calling my employee's doing this the dog needs to go out and everything is on fire right now and this this that we've created in our mind that everything has to be dealt with now or else I'm a failure like it's okay for things to wait it's okay doesn't mean I love you less if I say not right now I'll be with you later I'll get to this tomorrow people just want to feel heard most of the time they don't expect you to jump up and down although we are always training people how to treat us right and so we are always conditioning ourselves and others but it's okay it's okay to wait. It's okay to have delayed gratification. Hello? That is the thing our entire society is really needing right now. Our children need to know that if they don't need to be on their iPads while they're waiting for the TV channel to load, while they're waiting for something else. like Every dull moment or every moment where something isn't being stimulated is a freak-out moment for people. Like, what if you just sit there for a minute and it's okay to wait? Number two, it's okay to rest it's okay to rest. It's actually okay to feel rested. There's this old program running uh, for sure in the back of your mind and in your visceral body for sure that if you actually feel rested, there must be something wrong. If, if you feel calm, oh my gosh, there's a fire somewhere I'm missing. I must be missing out on something. I must be FOMO kicks in, right? The, the old program, like I, I'm falling behind. I'm missing out. I'm, I'm missing my opportunity you've got to retrain these programs and start giving ourselves permission. Like, what if it actually gets to be way better when I show up rested? What if being rested is my new normal so it's actually okay to rest? And something I shared with the men here that was really interesting to me is as I was going back and I was reading through Genesis and I was reading about the the seven days of creation, and it was interesting that every single day when God created the heavens and the earth and the waters and the skies and the land and the sea and the animals and the birds and then the trees. And every day he said, and it was good. And the first day he looked at his creation. He said it was good. And the second day he gets back to work and he speaks. And so it is. He creates the heavens and the earth and the light and the darkness. And it was good. And then there's the waters and the land. And it was good. And then And then it was good. But it wasn't until the seventh day. If you read this, go back and read this. So interesting. And it really jumped off the page at me. And on the seventh day, God looked at everything that he had created. And he saw that it was good. And he rested. And on the seventh day, he blessed his work. He blessed creation on the seventh day. On the day of rest was when he bestowed the blessing. And when the earth, the creation, received the blessing. And I thought, isn't that interesting? I don't know. That really spoke to my heart because I think so many of the times we're just like, bless my work, bless my work, bless my work. And we won't stop working. We won't rest to actually receive the blessing and bestow the blessing. You know, we're always just going and running to the next thing. It reminds me of yesterday when we went on the hike yesterday afternoon. We, after this discussion, we went on a, you know, couple hour hike and it was a uh, vantage point all the way to the top of a peak and it had long range mountain views and earlier in the morning I had done this visualization with them of, of climbing up a mountain with a lot of switchbacks you know some of us have mountains we're climbing in our our life and every time we turn a corner it's like oh there's another corner there's another switchback there's another scramble there's another thing and it feels like we're never going to get to the top and then when we get to the top of the mountain we're just like we look out and we see all these other mountains And we're just like, boom, on to the next one, on to the next one. And we don't know how to sit down for a minute and rest and receive all of the blessing of everything that we just did to really let it saturate us and to bless that whole experience, that whole journey, the character that was developed along the way. You know, it's crazy. I don't know. That really jumped out at me, so... I wanted to share that with you guys. So permission that things can wait, permission to rest, the blessing comes in the rest, I think a lot of times. And it's okay to do things completely different. It's okay to be unpopular. It's okay to zig when others zag. I saw a quote, it wasn't mine, but somebody had said or posted somewhere, you know, it's crowded. When you when you go to crowded places, it's crowded for a reason. Average is crowded for a reason. Because everybody is thinking the same way, moving the same way. And right now, what's crowded is a society that is so disassociated from their identity, from their heart, disconnected from from their spirit, longing for deeper connection in their relationships. We have highest rates of anxiety and depression. Burnout is now considered a, uh, a disease, right? This is the world where most people are. This is normal. This is average. Overweight, sick tired, mentally exhausted, burned out, running around like a rat in a cage, you know, on a hamster wheel, whatever. And it's like, really? Am I really going to do everything the way everyone else is doing it? Because the way everyone else is doing is getting that result. So at some point, we've got to wake up For me, that's a shift of my heart, a shift of my focus away from the things of the world onto the heavenly things, right? And to go like, God, I know that you did not design me to be a slave, you know, in this grind, playing from behind, racing against time, depleting myself, feeling disconnected in relationship. That was not your design for me. I know that I know that. And I know that you know that as well. So right now, I just really want to invite you to choose different, to lead different, to love different, to fight different, to move differently throughout life. And when everyone else is racing, maybe you walk slower. When everybody is walking slower, maybe that's the time to run, right? And I'm always looking, wherever the crowd's going, I don't want to go that way. That's the way of the minions, the production workers. It's crowded there for a reason. So permission to do it differently, permission to, to look up when everyone is looking down, screaming, kicking, thinking they're going to drown. Permission to get away when everyone says, I don't have time. I'm too busy. Permission to have that difficult conversation where people say, we don't talk about our feelings. We don't bring those subjects up. We don't do this, right? Permission. So you guys, I want to thank you for being here with me today. If this is resonating with you, take a moment and pass this message on. This is how we do this, right? We pass it on one message at a time and it multiplies. Multiplication exponential happens quickly when people get involved. Please forward this to one, two, three people that you know, forward it to your entire team. This is a really powerful message today. If you have not yet subscribed, do that. Subscribe and follow this this, uh, channel. Again, this is how we increase uh, listenership, right? It it increases um, the message getting out. And lastly, I just want to encourage you that if you are interested in joining us at a future event, a future leadership summit, a couples retreat, um, a holistic health mastery retreat, then, then get on the email list because there are always so many great opportunities, live events, trainings coming up either in person or online that you can join And uh, you can always inquire about mentorship and coaching in one of our group programs. So I want to thank you uh, for being here. Make sure you connect with us below. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely, leaning courageously. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.